Welcome back, everyone. We are back on a, a late on a Friday night. Do uh, another episode of Becoming a Doctor, <laughs> the podcast where two third year medical students talk about the only thing that we ever talk about, which is medical school, the bane of our existence, but also the only thing that gives us purpose in our lives. <laughs> What a conundrum. <laughs> Tough spot to be in. <laughs> uh, tough spot, but also no better spot, really. Uh, I'm your host, Santana Sanchez. I am your co-host, Kevin Gale. And you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, at becoming at becomingadoctorpod.com, and on Twitter, at becoming a doc pod yeah that was very confusing yeah i got tripped up on my words <laughs> there a little bit it's late skip the rest of it go to becoming a doctor pod.com yeah that's how people usually listen to podcasts that's the hot spot to websites yep <laughs> the url okay well let's, let's get let's move on to the theme song yeah hit should it. i play the full theme song or the truncated version if you play the abridged version <laughs> i will never speak to you again <laughs> well let's see what we'll do here Hey, kid. Oh, this theme song's dragging what on. Do you be when you grow <laughs> up? Shut your mouth. <laughs> Say, kid, what do you want? What do you want to be? What do you want to be when you grow up? It is a masterpiece. Say, what do you want? What do you want when you grow up, Kevin? Become a doctor. How are you doing today, big dog? Um, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Noise! <laughs> Deceptions! How dare you? <sighs> Tell the truth. Is this the first podcast <laughs> a segment about my day yesterday and today? Uh, no, this is just, you know, some witty banter. Yeah, um, yeah. Long day yesterday. Yep. Was very downtrodden by the end of the day. Yes, and that was because? I took step two. Ooh. And it was um, a beast, a nine-hour test that was very incredibly difficult. What's the average correct question? 65% maybe? I would, I don't know. (laughs) Out of, if you only answer 65% right, you're going to get the average step two score. So that means 35% of the questions you are taking, you're getting wrong, which means you're guessing on 50%, basically. Yeah, and you feel horrible about yeah, yourself. Yeah, and so by the end of the test, I felt de- pretty much terrible. Mm-hmm. But I feel much better today. That's great. I it's slept, over. Yeah, it's over, and I slept great. And I was like, okay, I can move on to things that are that matter. Yay! And it can't Yay. hurt you anymore. Yeah, but right after that test, immediately after the test, I was like... Oh. <laughs> All right, what's our first real segment? Okay, so bringing it back to something real. Yeah. We talked about it last week. Going to bring it up again. Uh, the murder of Dante Wright. Just want to touch on it. Yep. One more time here at the top of the show. Yep. It's been on my mind, on the news. It's a big deal here in, in Minneapolis. Uh, and I just want to reiterate that this is something horrible that happened, that this 20-year-old kid should still be alive, should still be, you know, goofing around with his friends, doing a stupid podcast. If it weren't for the uh, 
aggressiveness and negligence of the police department and really how the police function as a whole in this nation. Um, and this is why, so wait, are you, do you want go me ahead. to pop in? Pop in. This is why people say defund the police. They don't actually mean take the entire police and never have police uh, a law enforcement agency in the United States, right? They say change the structure of it and you have to kind of tear it apart and start over. Instead of having policemen pull people over for a tra- traffic stop, you could have traffic law enforcement. You know, instead of having policemen show up for somebody who has like an acute psychotic breakdown in the street, you have a case manager or somebody else trained in that. Right. Um, that's what they mean by defund the police, right? So th- yeah. So this is a traffic stop, and now you have a person who's dead and was killed by the police. Right, 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 exactly. I mean, I think people who say defund the police, that's like a broad group. You're right. With a, a lot of different a spectrum of opinions. Yes. But yeah, that's certainly one of them. That's certainly one of them. And you're totally right that like a logical, sensible step towards reducing the amount of... 1,000 people were killed by the police last year. Over 1,000 people. That is, I mean, unacceptable, right? Uh, A logical step in reducing that number would be reducing the portfolio, reducing the mandate of what is asked of the police. Like you're saying, why are they? Why are they pulling over people who have expired tags? Right. You, you. If you can see that they have expired tags, you can see what their license plate number is. That is connected to an address. You can send them a ticket. In send the them mail. a ticket. I, oh, same with mental health crises. Why is that something that a person uh, with a gun needs to respond to? Right. Right. Um. Yeah, it's infuriating. It's saddening. People have been out there protesting all week. Yeah, for sure. There's been a curfew in Minneapolis, as everyone knows. It's national news. Mm-hmm. And and people have been protesting throughout the curfew hours. Yep, yep. It's impressive. It's impressive the amount of community solidarity that we're seeing. Um, and you're thinking about going up there tomorrow? I'm thinking about it. There's a couple. There's there's a there's um quite a few actions going on. There's some at the university campus to kind of try to pressure the university to um, the, the police department at the university uh, has some type of coalition with the greater police force in the region. That is like the, the boundaries of which are murky and like not, there's not a lot of transparency. And some of those police were deployed to Brooklyn center in the wake of this murder to do, violence to protesters mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. Um, you mean some of the university police yes right I, and so there'll be some events tomorrow that are going to be against that yes pressuring the university yep. to you know cut ties with the cut ties scale back on their own police force yeah um yeah and like we said last week this is irrespective of the context a horrible, tragic injustice that happened. This kid was killed. Um, and so the outrage that we're seeing, I think, is totally appropriate based on that alone. But it does occur within a greater context, which we also talked about right. last week. I mean, it, it occurred a 20-minute drive from where George Floyd was killed last year, right? Mm-hmm. And in the five days since we recorded the last pod, there was this video released from... Uh, the Chicago Police Department, 
where a 13-year-old kid was shot and killed by the police with his hands up. Um, and this is something that people have been, you know, people, activists have been talking about, yelling about, protesting about for years and years and years and demanding change, demanding accountability, demanding justice. And um, there's been very little progress in that direction. If anything, the police has become more militarized and it's disappointing and it's disheartening and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's maddening. And, uh, though, I mean, Dante, moral of the story is Dante Wright should still be alive if it weren't for this huge, enormous problem. Yeah. This blind spot in America. Exactly. So rest in peace to Dante Wright. Um, I hope his family uh, gets peace and gets justice. And uh, that that's all. We can move on now. Agreed. Okay. Let's bring it back to a lighter topic here. You know, um, I'm glad you are serious, but don't forget that this podcast is mostly a bunch of baloney. Yeah, that's <laughs> the point. Time to, time to get back to the baloney. That's a point. Point number one is to talk about Whatever is on our minds, which has been this. Which is for sure, right? All week. (laughs) Point number two is just to goof off. Yep, yep. And I can can probably put a smile on your face. Go ahead. Ah, waka, waka, waka. Uh, Did it work? (laughs) Mm. Dang it. (laughs) Well, so next, uh, our next segment here is your favorite segment. Another installment of What I Love About Medical School. Oh, one of my favorites. (laughs) What is that? What? You don't know who that is? That's Kermit the Frog being excited about what I love about med school. Uh, yep. I totally hear it now. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. You go first. I think you got something on your mind. And I want to hear it. Uh, what do you love about med school? One thing that I love is all of the amazing classmates that we have, our oh. peers. I mean, purely yep. they're, the, they're the ones that... that uh, you know, make the experience. We had some friends over yesterday to kind of celebrate that year exam. And it was the first time I had, uh, you know, seen some of those folks in a few months. Yeah. It was great. Right. Just to sit around, reconnect, hang out, make fun of each other. And everyone's, everyone's kind of hysterical and we're just having a bunch of laughs and hanging out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I said this before, right? Be hanging like I'm so thankful for our peers. Yes. They're intelligent. They are funny. They we in on, on a large grand scheme we all have the same goals. Mm-hmm. That's why we got into med school. Exactly. Exactly. Um so what made you think about that? Last night we were hanging out, you're like, God, our peers are great. Uh yeah, basically. Yep. Um and yeah, I mean that's definitely one of the highlights of this whole process is all these great people that you know we get to meet uh get to know work with learn with mm-hmm. God, i really appreciate all of you especially the friends of the pod of course you guys are in the top tier top tier of peers the high the <laughs> the highest echelon we'd say your names but you know who you are you know we're you. talking to you mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh okay I love it. I love that segment. What do we love about med school? Should I go? Go ahead. Well, let me get a countdown for mine, okay? Okay. Three, two, 
One, go! <laughs> <laughs> um, what I love about med school, have I talked about my preceptor in Waconia? Uh, can we say his name? Yeah. Dr. Doc- Holcomb? Dr. Holcomb. I don't know. I don't know anything that we've talked about on any of, <laughs> any of our podcasts. <laughs> um, so I go to, I'm in a, that RPAP program, right? Yep. Where we go to one hospital or one clinic for like nine months, basically. Yes. We're not bouncing around. I'm not working with a ton of different preceptors. They only, you know, you've said it before. Sometimes you have only worked with a doctor longitudinally for max two weeks or one week or something, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Whereas I get to work with this guy named Dr. Holcomb. And he, I mean, I lucked out so much with Dr. Holcomb. First off, he, every one of his peers, when they have, when they're doubtful about a diagnosis or a differential diagnosis or a treatment or an EKG, they all come to Dr. Holcomb, right? And wow. these, these, are, these are all the docs. There's OBGYNs there. There are family medicine. He's an internal medicine specialist. Um, but they all work in the same outpatient clinic, the surgeons. Anytime anyone has a medicine clinic, they go straight to Dr. Holcomb. Hmm. So that immediately says that he is respected by his peers, and he's also very knowledgeable. Yeah. A pro. So um, in that sense alone, I'm lucky to be able to work with him longitudinally for a long time. Yeah. So I can just get his knowledge, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it was only that... You know, we might not jive on the same uh, level of like com- comedic timing, sure. hilarity, okay. personability. Sure, he is the most chill dude around. <laughs> A chill bro. A chill, the chillest bro. He and I think I, I think I might have told you this off air, but he has four children, right? And, okay, and one of his children has um, Down syndrome. Okay, and I think that's one of the reasons why. And he throw anything at him, he's super chill about it, right? Mm-hmm. He's had some hardships probably as as a father. This is me just generalizing. I've never actually asked him about this. Maybe, <laughs> I, should, maybe I should ask him. But you throw any stressful situation at him, and he is takes it in stride mm-hmm. with a smile on his face, a great one liner to make me chuckle. <laughs> you know, any of the situations, and that's how it is um, for our patients, right? If somebody's stressed or somebody is. Mad, he'll throw a one-liner in, and it'll diffuse the situation so much. So he's knowledgeable. He um, is chill. He is funny. Um, And he just lets me do my own thing. He knows I'm an adult learner. Uh He's not asking me to do 50 aquifer cases. Who would do that? (laughs) (laughs) Who would do that? Mm. Hmm. He's not asking me to do like f- formal reports to him. Right. He just is is goes with the flow. I'm an adult learner. I'll learn whatever I put into it. It's just so appreciated. And and I came to him, Dr. Todd Holcomb. I can't I can't speak enough about him. He's the nicest man. I came to him and I was feeling like I really want to amp up my internal medicine skills, my hospital skills. Sure. And I, hey, Dr. Holcomb, I think I'm going to work in the hospital for the last six weeks instead of, like, the clinic. He's like, no problem. Just, you know, who are you going to set it up with, et cetera, et cetera. Like, he just goes, he just is down for it. Like, that's why I love him. That's awesome. So this is what I love about med school, my main preceptor. 
Dr. Holcomb. And he went to uh, University of Minnesota Duluth, undergrad, uh. University of Minnesota med- Medical School for med school. Will you look at that? So he's, you know, a, a gopher. Minnesota boy. A Minnesota boy. Grew up like in the around Duluth area, like wow. in small town. Um, so yeah, that's what I love about med school. Uh, I might have talked about him before, but whatever. I'll talk about him again. I don't know. I love him too, just based on <laughs> based on uh, what I've heard about him, based on the stories. He seems so great. Yeah, he's infamous in this in this apartment, no doubt about it. In a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, famous. I should say, not infamous. Is infamous imply negativity? Uh, I, you know, to he's be honest, famous in this apartment. Yes. Yes. Maybe infamous. Yeah, if that's a good thing. He knows about you too. No way. Santana, my third-year med student roommate. What did you tell him? Well, that's for off-pod. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Great, great seg- See, that always that segment always gets me fired up in a good mood. Right? So thank you for doing that one. You're welcome. You great. Know, I do it all for you. Thanks, dude. Okay, next segment. Wait, wait. What's the next segment? Wait, are we on the next? Let me count it down. Three, two, one, go! <laughs> Next segment. Next segment is rotation review. Ro- 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 rotation review. Er, er, er. Wait, hit it. <laughs> What'd you say? Rotation review. <laughs> Get hyped. <laughs> uh, this week we're talking about OBGYN Part oh, B. That's right. I just finished it. It was my last day. Two weeks inpatient, right? No, no. Two weeks of OBGYN in person, I should say. In person. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Give me the breakdown. mm -hmm. How many days of each? Okay. Go. OBGYN uh, is shorthand for obstetrics and gynecology. Hmm. Thank you. Which is uh, doctors who specialize in women's reproductive health. So I did, typically this is a uh, four-week rotation. Mm Mm-hmm. Like all, like, you know, most of them. But this year has been condensed into two. So I did three days on the inpatient service with what's called uh, maternal fetal medicine. Three days on labor and delivery at night. Two days um, in outpatient general clinic, OB-GYN clinic. Yep. And then two days doing gynecologic uh, surgery. Yep. So the whole, the whole, the whole nine yards, the whole, whole spectrum, caboodle. Uh, cr- <laughs> just crammed in there, <laughs> uh, which I really appreciate getting able to see, being able to see the, you know, really the whole spectrum, everything that these docs do. It is, these docs are amazing. It is truly mind bottling uh, how broad. What? Come again? Mind bottling. Um. Okay, before we keep going on the ro- 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 rotation review, yep. time for our favorite segment, error cor- correction. Uh, if I what? I got my computer right here, and if I type in mind boggling no. or mind bottling, no, just type in mind bottling. What? Well, here's what comes up: the first the first result on mind boggling or mind bottling. I don't care about this result. <clears throat> Mind-boggling occurs when a mind is overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mind-bottling occurs when friends aren't kind enough to correct other friends on their improper use of common English phrases. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that real? Yeah, it's the first thing that's, that comes up. 
That's actually hilarious. But now just Google mind bottling. It's not a thing, dude. Google it. It's not. Have you Googled it? No, I haven't. Okay, mind bottling. Urban dictionary is the first thing that comes up. Go to go to, go to videos. Blades of Glory. Yep. Mind bottling. Well, you know, YouTube's blocked on my my computer, oh, so I can't watch it. So productive. Oh, Anyways. It, so it's from a movie? Yeah. Oh, so you were quoting Blades of Glory? Yep. With Will Smith? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Will Ferrell? Yep. Anyways, um, mind boggling is... Just, well, I didn't want. I don't want you to look em- embarrassed in front of your new OBGYN friends. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> Back to it. You were talking about how these physicians do everything. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so yeah, I guess just for people who don't know the the uh, the practice of an OBGYN, which would have been me two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, they basically do it all. They see women for. Uh, they're the primary care physician for a lot of women. They see them specifically for fertility problems, for gynecologic problems, um, uh, for and then they do labor and delivery. I mean, that's what they're most well known for. Yep. You come in and they deliver your baby. Yep. Um, but that even encompasses the entire pregnancy, right? They come to yeah. you. They come to the OBGYN and say, "I'm thinking about getting pregnant. How can I maximize this?" the chances yep. and make sure my, my baby's healthy. And then they're seen throughout the pregnancy and then they deliver the kid yeah, and post pregnancy. Like, yeah, they do it all. They deliver. Yeah. They deliver the baby. If it has to be a, a, a surgical delivery, a C-section, they do this surgery. Yep. And then, uh, like I just said, these last two days, these same docs do these pretty complicated, uh, gynecologic surgeries. Right. You know, uh, Removing fibroids from people's uh, no one knows what that means. <laughs> people have heard of fibroids. <laughs> removing like a uterus. From removing some, a uterus, right? Which is a hysterectomy, but that happens all the time. Yeah, um, they're and, the ones that do it. It's, it's crazy. the same doc that does it's it. It's the same. Compare doc. it to what you and I are thinking about going into internal medicine. <laughs> yeah, that's you don't see any IM weak. walking into the OR about to do a, a hysterectomy or any surgeries, and they say get out of the OR. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Like the scope, you were lost, sir. <laughs> get out. Go back upstairs. <laughs> the OBGYN, they they're trained to do it all. It's, it's so cool. It really is. It's like how it's like how. Uh, you would imagine a doctor functioning like 100 years ago, right? Where they're the one doc and they do it all. Yeah, for sure. This, for whatever reason, this uh, subset of doctors has just held on to that uh, that broad, broad practice. And it's so impressive. Uh, also, I had a great time on the rotation. That's awesome to hear. All the residents that I, that I uh, worked with were incredibly kind incredibly good teachers incredibly willing to like help me with all my little stupid questions all the faculty uh were really really interested in having you know including me in procedures including me in patient visits um and trying to teach me stuff yeah uh i had a blast what was the stupidest question you asked uh (laughs) what's a uterus (laughs) Um, I don't know. I didn't have any stupid questions. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Wow. Especially coming from Santana Sanchez. So true. Delivered like a pro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, the scope was awesome. The people you worked with were awesome. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's about it. Two weeks, I think. 
I, I guess, I mean, I'm not interested in going into it, so having it only be, I mean, it's not even two weeks. I had to do the two online weeks back in who right. knows when. Right. Um, I don't, I think I would have preferred for it to be longer, have a little bit longer on labor and delivery, yes. actually learn how to help somebody with labor and deliver a yep. baby, um, which it was just never going to happen over the course of three days. No. Uh, but aside from that, uh, I loved it. I had a great time. I would give it. Wait a sec. How many stethoscopes would you give it? Let's build this up. Let's 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 create the moment. How many stethoscopes? Eight <laughs> stethoscopes. <laughs> Such a letdown after that. <laughs> uh, yep, eight stethoscopes. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's definitely a positive rotation. Yes, for sure. Awesome, dude. And you just finished it. I just finished Last it. Last day was today. Today, yep. yep, yep Two yep. weeks of in-person. So congrats. You finished another rotation. Thank you. You passed. Uh, Well, we'll see. I haven't got the grade yet. <laughs> Everyone passes part B. Ooh, that's not what I heard. Um. Okay, my turn. Rotation review. <clears throat> Thankfully, because I'm in this program, mm-hmm. I'm at the same clinic that Dr. Holcomb previously mentioned on the podcast <laughs> once I've or heard, twice i've heard of him <laughs> the chill bro the OBGYN that i worked with for two weeks works in the same clinic and same hospital as dr holcomb wow. um and they mutually um respect each other because they both have been working in that same clinic same hospital for greater than 20 years really um and i was lucky f- to work with her she was trained in mayo for OBGYN residency. Mm-hmm. She, uh, I might have told you this, but she was a collegiate basketball player. What? So we both kind of, once I, I dropped very quickly that I was an NCAA athlete as well. Mm. So then she's like, oh, I can trust this jock over here. Classic Kevin. <laughs> and so we kind of- you bo- wear your medals in? Yeah, on duh, the first day? of course. I brought my, my marathon trophy in and yep. just set it down. Where's my desk? And I <laughs> plopped it down on there. <laughs> I brought a picture of you and Franny, my roommates, you know, put it on there. Yep. Make it make it home. Sharpened all my pencils, that kind of thing. <laughs> of course. So she was awesome, so knowledgeable and um a great teacher. And then um it was the same thing, right? So the clinic and the hospital are uh, they share a parking lot, so you just walk across the parking lot, and you're at the hospital, mm-hmm. walk back, and you're at the clinic. And so her breadth and scope was everything you just mentioned, all the things. And so we would do a surgery at the hospital at, like, 7 a.m., have clinic 8 to 12, and then she'd have, like, she'd add on a surgery at, at lunch break, and then we'd have more clinic, and it was just, it was so impressive. Yeah, it's crazy. And it was one of my favorite rotations because it was so cool to be part of the experience of bringing a person into into the world. Yep. And if I wasn't a dude, I probably would have gone on OBGYN because it was so cool. Um, Dudes can go into OBGYN. Yeah, it's 2021, dude. It's 2021. What? No. Does that mean? <laughs> it means it means during my rotation, half the patients didn't want me in the room because they felt uncomfortable with a male med student. That's what it means. Uh. Was it because of a male med student or was it because of <laughs> who the male med student was? <laughs> it was a lot of clinic and the nurse who was rooming the yep. patients would say, oh, we have a male med student working with Dr. Meath today. 
Is it okay if he's easy? And and it was probably like a very solid 70% would say, no problem, here to learn. And 30% of the patients like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. Hmm. That's what I mean by I'm not going to go into OBGYN because I'm a dude. There were, there were uh, at least two uh, male residents in the program that I was rotating at. And I asked one of them about it. I was like, is this a, because I had heard from you that this is something that happened. And I was like, is this like ever a problem? Like for your training? Like do people, like how, how much does this affect you? And um, at least for the residents, they said it's like pretty rare. Yeah. There's like some people who have um, very strong, like religious convictions that uh, where they will just decline uh, uh, male providers, but that it's, it's very few and far between at that point. But so it's also, it, don't let it get you down. <laughs> but it's also not set up the same, right? They're like, I'm here to see my doc. And then they're sprung that there's a male med student. It's different for residents, right? They're probably not, been, they're not like, oh, we have two residents today. Would you like to see the female one or the male one? That's probably not how it's set up. Oh, yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, if your reason for not going into it is that you're a man, uh, that that's not really well. I mean, it's a it is a barrier for sure. The other reason is because these OBJYNs are overworked. Yep, they work their butts off. Yeah, there are there were four OBGYN uh, physicians at the clinic, and they're on call every fourth day. So every fourth day, they are just up all night, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, I mean, what? Well, I don't. I don't understand that lifestyle. Yes, yeah, it it's a different breed for sure. Um, but anyways, back to the rotation. Great doctor. The breadth and 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 scope of the practice was awesome. To be part of that experience of bringing another human in, into the world was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have to see thirty patients, so I was chilling sometimes. <laughs> so I'm I'm with you. Eight out of ten stethoscopes. Eight out of ten. Yep, a positive experience. Really great. Uh, mm-hmm. Great. So two out of ten. That's one of our highest rated rotations. It I for think. sure is. It's put it, up there. Put it in the books. Somebody <laughs> update the Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Ugh, what a great one. Let me. Uh, I'm getting a little parched. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You look a little dehydrated. What's that supposed to mean? I look dehydrated. <laughs> It means you have dry mucous membranes. <laughs> oh boy! Um, is that a lime bubble you're drinking over there? You know it. Is it refreshing you immediately? You know it. <laughs> All right. What's next in the pod? Mm. Oh my god! I know lime bubbly. Pause the pod. <laughs> Lime bubbly is truly the nectar of the gods. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I lived for 26 years just drinking tap water. (laughs) Tap Out of the tap. You were choking down tap water. My God. Did you not know about lime bubbly until you moved in with me? I did not know about it. I thought, oh, I don't like sparkling water. I'm a tap guy. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) Incorrect. What is... I was oh, every I was, time you were drinking that tap water, you were basically like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel now when I yeah, when exactly. I'm subjected to it. <laughs> God. Uh, anyways, bubbly, come on, guys! You've been stringing us along for too long. Yeah. 
Just give us give us that sponsorship. Yep. Somebody update the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. W- quick shout out here. Shout out to Chuck Levin's Washington Music Store uh, for supplying us with this beautiful, immaculate audio equipment that lets us do Star Wars sounders <laughs> <laughs> as many as we want. Oh, All this right, is, this is Star Wars too. Lies! <laughs> Deception. Yeah, we got some great Star Wars. Um, okay, let's let's next 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 segment. Let's go. Next segment. Let's uh get our guest on the line. Let's get the guest on the line. Introduce her. Uh, our guest this week is a good friend of ours. No doubt about it. One of one of the uh, one of the OGs. One of the OG friends of med school. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Jinx. <laughs> Uh, Kayla, we were in all that, all those small groups our first year together. Yep. Um, and I, you know, it's been a long time since we've caught up. Let's it's been a long time. Up. And Kayla, <sighs> Kayla Murphy, one of the best smiles in our med school, no doubt about it. Yep. One of the best laughs in our med school. Yes, that's a fact. That's probably another reason why we liked her so much, even though she was forced into all small, small groups. That's why we're friends. Yeah, for sure. Great boyfriend, Paul. Maybe. No, he he went to med school prom. He was he's so personable and so kind. Oh, you I remember don't... it well, right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, let's get her on the phone. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Kayla, one of the kindest people I think I've ever met in my whole life. Yeah, for sure. She doesn't answer though. She's dead to us. And she's gonna answer. <laughs> I swear to God. Hello. Hello. Kayla Murphy. Can you hear me? Kayla. Oh no. Yes. Oh, she can hear us. Perfect. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Santana. Welcome to the pod. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm just hanging out with my cat, Winston. <gasps> oh, Winston. How long have you had Winston now? Um, since January. Yep. This is the. What? This is Santana doesn't know. Tell him the bad news. Oh, Wally um is no longer with us. Oh, he no. had um hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Oh so no. So we we think he had a heart attack. I'm so sorry. It's really common in cats actually to have that. I recently learned. Huh. But thank you. But. You know, when a cat dies, you get a new cat, right? That's what you do. <laughs> there you go. Jesus. <laughs> and now you that, have Winston. <laughs> Good grief. Okay, so the cat's there. Is um, It's your boyfriend there, too. We were just talking about him. No, he's gone. His company is on strike, so he has been um, striking on the night shift. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's intense. How long has he been on strike? That is a that is a commitment. Yeah, um, for three months they've been on strike. I think COVID wow. just really messed up the lot of things for the company. How is that for him, and how is that for your guys' relationship? Um, it's not too bad for us. I mean, he works like one week on, one week off, and he only does nights every other week. So probably only nights like once a month. So it's not, or I mean one week a month, so it's not too bad. And um, 
he's just a trooper just doing it it's kind of like tonight when he does nights you kind of hang out in your car more because it's cold outside so it's kind of chill actually <laughs> maybe have some culvers maybe have some mcdonald's wait did i tell you i was just at culvers yeah <laughs> oh okay <laughs> yeah i yeah. love a butter burger oh my god what did you what did you get so kayla good. what did you get what was the dinner um, I got the butter burger and then uh, the fries. I really like the fries mm, too; they're mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. And then if you get like ice cream to dip them in, oh. did you get a concrete? Usually I do, but I was trying to refrain because uh, I've been eating out a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us, right? Yeah, totally. Um, okay, wait. You know, we just are chit chatting because you're one of our good friends. We got to introduce you. Can you give us the Kayla Murphy introduction? Sure. Um, so I am Kayla. Um, Great start. 25-year-old <laughs> woman. Just kidding. Um, I'm Uncomplicated past medical history. <laughs> yes. So I'm from Marshall, Minnesota, like southwest corner of Minnesota, kind of smaller town. Um, then I went to college in Texas at Baylor. Um, and then after that, came back here to Minnesota. Um, so happy to be home. Go Bears. Uh, yeah, go Bears. And Do you know the Baylor fight song? Oh, boy. I'm, this sounds really pathetic, but I don't even think... I'm trying to remember the fight song. It goes, we have a fight song. Bear down, you it. bears of old Baylor, you... Right? Isn't that it? Yeah, that's definitely it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's it. <laughs> I don't know how confident you are, but I don't think that's it. So you went to Texas for, for school, and then you, yeah. and I think it's correct, you did not take any gap years, right? You went straight from Baylor into med school. Boom, boom. I did. I went straight. Baylor had a really good program that taught me what to do. Otherwise, I would not have been able to go straight because <laughs> it's confusing. Did they have like one of those uh, pre-medicine um, like advising groups to help you through it kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, super good group. Um, yeah. Super thorough and walks you through everything. Mm. So I was super so lucky. Nice. I feel like that really influences uh, people's experience and whether or not they take a gap year sometimes. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The University of Minnesota has that one too, like a pre health uh, advising uh, office. And yeah. when I first applied to med school, I didn't know about it. I thought I'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll get in, no problem. <laughs> and rejected from every school. <laughs> so well, there's was, so many logistics. Like, there's so many logistics. Right. And like, you have to like volunteer, you have to scribe. You have to, so I hit them up afterwards, and that was so helpful. So nice. awesome for you getting into that mm-hmm. early in the mm-hmm. undergrad experience. Oh, I got lucky. I just randomly chose to go to Baylor because a family friend went there and I wanted to go somewhere else because no one from my town usually like everybody kind of stayed in the same area. But I was like, oh, maybe I'll do something else. So I got just super lucky. Yeah. I mean, it's very far away from Marshall. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Marshall, Minnesota and Baylor on different opposite ends of the United States. Yeah. But it was awesome. I love Texas. It was so fun. Um yeah, it was really good. Waco's a really cool town too. Huh. And they just won the yeah, national championship. National wow. Our, it's funny because our women's basketball has always been mm-hmm. super awesome, but that just doesn't get 
talked about as much, but now like men's finally was catching up. So <laughs> it's about time. We're on the radar. Did you watch all the games? Not really. I did. You so watch any of the games? <laughs> did you watch any of the games? Yes, I watched not that many. I was in our <laughs> in college, and they would like make us go to some games. <laughs> the only time I've been to games, <laughs> but it was fun. I wish I would have went to more. It's just you never like appreciate. I was bad at like appreciating those things when I was there, but right. I went to a lot of football games. Those were really fun. Oh, so you know the fight song then? Bear down, you bears of old Baylor, uh, you uh. right? <laughs> Maybe that's like. An older version. I don't know, Kevin. I need to look this up, but I just yeah. They remixed that. it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a pretty good intro. That's an interesting path, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. And now you're back. Now you're back in Minnesota, the old stomping grounds. Oh yes. Um, what rotation are you on right now? Um, so I'm in the value program. So I'm at, been at the VA since value. September, um, doing a combination of neurology psychiatry surgery inpatient medicine and primary care wow um that's so badass and what does value stand for again um va longitudinal undergraduate medical education boom uh undergraduate uh value i think i think yeah because we are like we're not uh, residents so we're undergrad under mm-hmm, graduate mm-hmm. medical student i don't know how that's said but are you sure it's not veterans affairs longitudinal undergraduate medical is that what you said that's exactly what she said oh kaylin nailed oh. it <laughs> oh no 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 i might have said it differently no but, no no yeah, that's exactly what you said <laughs> um so you're at the va i was i'm talking about rpap i'm always going to waconia for all my shit you're at the va yeah. for nine months straight the basically VA. Yes, exactly. Just like how you're doing yours. Yep. Yep. And that was the last time I saw you when I was at the VA for a couple weeks doing Yeah, neuro. it was such a nice surprise to see you there on neurology. I was so lost and confused. <laughs> oh. What? Neurology inpatient. Yeah, it definitely like was a learning curve for me too. I don't know. I had a couple of patients with like seizures and I realized how unknowledgeable I was about that. It can get really complicated. Yes, I'm yeah yep (laughs) (laughs) seizures they are a thing and and at value uh at the va you also are with 10 of our peers right or nine how many peers uh how Um, many other third year medical students are there with you in this value program yes nine others so it's awesome it feels kind of weird because it's all classmates too that i never really saw much in the first and second year just because we were kind of in different groups or whatever but now it feels like it's a new sort of school almost because I'm with people I I haven't been with before and where you've gotten really close and mm. it's been really good, especially during COVID when otherwise I feel like I haven't just seen that many people. That's so nice. That is nice. Who's your top peer? Give, give, we're not going to ask you to rank them one through nine, but I want to hear the top peer. Who you just, oh my gosh, I don't, what if they're listening though? I, I, I mean, they're for sure listening. Everyone knows about the pod. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I don't want to. Uh, All right, who's the favorites. bottom peer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to insult the listeners. All right, who's your favorite peer between Santana and I? There we go. There we go. Oh my gosh, that's really hard. Uh, you guys each bring something special to the table. <laughs> yeah. 
Come on, be honest. I, I'll, I can't I'll, pick. I'll you answer for you. It's awesome. Santana. That's why. That's why I room with him. Too funny. Um, so, which out of those five specialties are you thinking about going into? One of them: psychiatry, family medicine, internal medicine. Yeah. So I've had really good experiences in psychiatry and internal medicine. So I think I'm going to apply to um, internal medicine psych dual programs and then what? psychiatry alone too. Um, really, I'd want to work with like geriatric patients. And I think like having the dual training would be cool to uh, increase like continuity and, and access for people with complex mental health conditions. Um but we'll see. I don't know. I have to work out the details. That's awesome. I love it, though. You sound confident about the plan. You yeah. sound excited about the plan. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's cool. I don't know. The VA has been really awesome. I love working with the veterans and, like, hearing their stories. And just working with older adults is definitely what I like. Then you're in the right spot, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the VA. Well, now that's VA. all I've done, too. So I go to OB... My OBGYN rotation at Hennepin next month, and I've never done a like a pelvic exam. I've oh. never done a breast exam. Like, I, there's just things I've never done because I've been at the VA. Yeah, you're like, so what? What's a uterus? That yeah. was. I just got done with OB, and we did labor and delivery for a couple nights, and the it's so weird because. It's like the only time you're in the hospital and there's a patient in their bed and it's like a super healthy person who's staying in the hospital. Wow. It's very uh, foreign. Very foreign. Very yeah. unusual. Very unusual. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're with, well, doesn't the VA have 90% male patients? Even more, maybe 92%? Yeah, I don't know the exact number, but there there is a women's clinic and so... Right. There are like women that veterans, obviously there's women veterans and they come to the outpatient clinic or um, sometimes are, of course, in the hospital as well. But, yeah, I just like haven't interacted with as many women um, and especially whenever women get pregnant too at the VA, they usually go to community care just because there's not like the OB right. GYN structure at the VA. Yeah, it's going to be, just remember, it's just inexperience. It's not imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm, You're just mm -hmm. inexperienced at the breast exams or the pelvic exams. You're going to be a pro at it, though. You're going to get it down. That's a really good perspective. I feel like that's a good way to frame it. Yeah, that's stolen straight from my psychiatrist, my psychologist. <laughs> I have both, oh, a psychiatrist and psychologist. That one's from Dr. Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I love it. <laughs> Um, he's reaching far out, far, or he he's reaching through you to other people mm -hmm. as well. Mm. Wow, that he'd, is, love to, he'd love to hear that. He would love to hear that. <laughs> what uh, uh, rotation are you guys on? I know maybe I can't ask questions, but of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> We're asking the questions here, Kayla. <laughs> you are conducting the H and P. <laughs> uh, I just finished OBGYN, as I was saying, had a blast. Cool. That's awesome. Great like time. you finished it today. Today was my last day. Yeah. Oh wow. Where were you at? I was at the U, the Riverside Hospital. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And I just finished step two yesterday. That was my rotation. 
Congratulations. I forgot. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. That's awesome. Thank you. Congratulations, Kevin. Yeah, thank you. I will um, accept those congratulations when I get that passing score, which I I think I got, but you know, for sure. For sure. (laughs) If I didn't, I'll have to put it on the pod. (laughs) Come crawling back to the pod. (laughs) Bad news, listeners. Your listeners are are supporting. You. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, so you're at Valley. That's so cool. You're working with some of our peers, uh, and and we were talking about this. The re- reason we know you so well is because we were in every small group together. Yeah, back in the day. Um, yeah, and now you have like a new small group of nine close friends, like that that you will know well for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It feels so long ago, though, that we all met in our small group almost three, two and a half years ago now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Ancient history, basically. Yeah. I remember I remember the first day we met because we were sitting. It was during orientation and Kevin was sitting to the left of me and there was something that was brought up that I don't know if you were you. just had a suggestion or there was something that was frustrating and you just spoke up, you made it known. And I was like, wow, this guy knows how to say what he wants. (laughs) I respect that. That's Kevin. (sighs) Yeah. That sounds about right. Always making a scene. I was probably complaining about the curriculum on day one. (laughs) (laughs) So I was reading the syllabus. (laughs) No. Uh, What about, do you remember when you first met Santana? Hmm. I think that, yes, I think that same day, I mean, I remember us all going around and doing our introductions, and I was like, oh, this is a Chicago guy, okay, big city. Agreed. Big city boy over here. Yep. Yeah, city slicker. Class. Well, class, I don't know. Did you um, did you apply to Northwestern at all, or any of the schools around here, or did you, just, did you only apply to Texas schools? I just can't believe you ended up in Baylor. For medical school? No, for undergrad. Oh, no. I just applied to Baylor and then schools in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I know. So weird. Yeah, but like how many more times are you going to head to be able to move to a completely different state, right? I mean, maybe for residency. I know. That, it yeah. was. I don't know. It was really fun. I felt like I broke out of my shell more and like. I don't know, tried a lot of new things I wouldn't have. I joined the wakeboarding club my first semester. I went one time and then I realized I couldn't really wakeboard. So I didn't pay $500 fee. Um, It is hard. I've tried it one time and I've given up. I'm never going to try again. Well, if you guys were an NCAA collegiate athlete, it would be pretty easy, but not everyone is an NCAA collegiate athlete. Yeah, unfortunately, I am not an collegiate athlete. (laughs) <laughs> Kevin was an NCAA collegiate athlete before we were born. Oh, yeah, God. I bet. Ouch! That, that one hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how long have you been dating your uh, your significant other, Paul? Yeah, so we've been dating for three and a half years, almost in Whoa. June. Mm. And no, 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 wait, maybe four years, almost. Yeah. In four years in June. and But we've known each other since the seventh grade. We went to a small oh. school, only 10 people. Um, and so I've known him since then. He was like my first crush. Mm. No and doubt about it. 
He's a good-looking man. <laughs> he is. He he's growing out a not really a mullet, but his hair oh. is definitely long. And he never said he'd wear a man bun, but he recently started wearing a man bun. So he's really becoming more open-minded as he ages. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open up a vein. What do you think about the man bun? Me? Yep. Um, I don't know. I think it looks good on him. I the supportive partner. I feel like people with the man bun usually get stereotyped as being like jerks, sort of. But I don't know. It's just you got to look into the person. Not everyone with a man bun is a jerk. (laughs) That's how you break implicit bias. You you find outliers. Mm -hmm. Paul, not a jerk. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I I like it. I think it looks good. Everybody wants. Well, my family wants him to cut his hair for when we get married in September. But, um. I don't know. I think I'm gonna like let him keep it long. Not that I'm the boss, but uh, well, it is your I wedding. Know, I like it. Yeah, you are one of the members of the wedding. Yeah, I guess he is too, though. So yeah, he can on. kind of pick, I guess. Um. Okay. So before we get to the hot, spicy, controversial take, I wanted to tell a story about you. We were we had some peers uh, all together a week ago playing some board games. Eight, oh no! Eight, I wasn't invited. Seven, yeah, Sant- no, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, you, we missed that email for you, Santana. So, Ooh, seven med students and a med student uh, significant other, and I will say, Santana, mm-hmm. Kayla was without a doubt the best game player in the group. Wow. She was she was so on top of her game at charades at at um taboo all these different games we were playing she was spot on yeah kayla's not messing around <laughs> did She's you there to win funny well you should see kevin's acting is um subpar it's very good no 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 it, i wanted i don't know i feel like kevin could put on like a one man act or a one act play by himself or something mm, i don't know i'll uh audition at the guthrie no no but did you feel yes, that please. too did you think Boy, I'm really killing it right now. Like, I'm doing a great job. I'm, About myself? Yeah, like, I'm carrying my team because you were so good. Oh, I don't know. Not really. I played Taboo a lot as a kid, mm. so I mm. like those sorts of games. I can't remember what the game was called, but it was kind of like... Monikers. Oh, like it was called yeah. Monikers. Yeah, so... The first really round good. is basically describe a word any way possible like Taboo. Second round is describe the word with one word, and the third round charades. It was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a whole different side of you, though. The competitive streak of Kayla Murphy. <laughs> and I liked it. I do it. get into my games. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, okay. So last part of the interview, we got to ask you for your hottest take. A hot take. Something that's just been eating you up on the inside. You got to get it off your chest. Mm-hmm. Let yeah, the people know. Yeah, my hot take. Well, Okay. So this is pretty controversial. I'll just warn you in advance. Okay. Uh, And I've thought a lot about it. And so like you can probably already tell from the beginning of the interview, I am an animal lover. And, you know, my hot take is that I think I like cats better than dogs. Whoa. (laughs) So, yeah. Wow, that is pretty damn spicy. That's the hottest. I mean, that's the hottest take I've ever heard in my life. You're in a, okay, yeah. a huge minority. Uh, uh, I mean, a tiny minority of people who think that cats are better than dogs. I know, but I mean, I love dogs too. Like, I I am a part. 
an avid um, dog walker on both Rover and WAG. Um, no way. promo for myself if any listeners are interested. Check her out. Kayla Murphy on <laughs> Walker and... What are they called? Walker? Uh, Rover and WAG. How Rover often Wag. are you getting paid to walk dogs? Well, during COVID, I was getting paid quite often. Oh, my gosh. Um, Just hustling really during med school. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so I do love dogs too, but I don't know. I just love cats. See, people think that you can't take a cat for a walk. I disagree. Wait <laughs> a second. There's a lot of new technology out there. Wait <laughs> a second. Cat carriers, are cat you, strollers. Are you pieces. walking your cat? Well, he's still young. He's only nine months. So I'm, uh, I'm training him mm, mm, yep. to uh, walk. This is a great Wait, take, Kayla. Did, are you going to get a little leash for him? Well, I'm trying to, um, I probably shouldn't be spending my money on this during medical school, but purchase a cat stroller. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, and and I, he does have a harness, but he's too big for it now, so uh, I need to purchase a, a new harness. An upgrade. Actually. Wow. I love that take. I love cats as well. And dogs. Good. Yeah, but which, Santana, which one do you love more, cats or dogs? <sighs> I don't know. I honestly... Too, I'm too much of a, I'm too wishy washy on this topic. <laughs> it's to hard. Be honest. It's hard. It took me a lot of years to come to this. Because <laughs> I have two, I have two cats. Well, I don't have them. They're at my parents' house. There's two cats there that I love dearly, and mm-hmm. I would lay down my life for them. Yep. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a cat lover right there, people. Straight up. Um. But I've, I mean, I we we've had dogs in the past, and I love them too. Right. You know, they're just different. You can't play fetch with a cat. Actually, no, no, no. You can. Yeah, you can that's. Play fetch with Winston. He was playing fetch with me last night with a hairband. Hmm. What kind of what kind of setup do you have for Winston? Uh, do you have one of those play trees? Do you have a uh, automatic kitty litter? What's going on at the at the Kayla Murphy house? <laughs> wow, you are very well versed in the cat uh, accessories. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Well, I have a cat tree, a partial one. Uh, he has wow. a, a kitty cat rainbow unicorn castle. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, a few different beds. Uh, a lot of catnip toys. Uh, this cat is living. A grass pad. Yeah, he's so spoiled. Living his best life. Yeah, he is. Um. Yeah, that's a hot take, Kayla. That really is. I love it. I love it. That's what that's what this podcast is all about. Hot takes. Hot takes. And um and it, and it's Winston the cat, right? Yes. He's named after uh Winston from New Girl. Mm. Oh, duh. I mean, you don't have to tell us that. What what else would he be named after? Winston Churchill or something? Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and what was it what was the cat who died unfortunately? What was that cat's name? His name was Wally. This podcast goes out to Wally wherever you are. Cat, all cats go to heaven is what the movie's called. Yep. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Uh, well, thanks for coming on, Kayla. I mean, we knew we could count on you. We knew. Thanks for having me. Let's call up Kayla. She'll give us some great content. Yeah, this was a blast. <laughs> this was super fun. Nice talking to you guys. Uh, can I like hear for myself and for other listeners, how can we... 
spread the word about the pod. Mm. <laughs> we do a plug at the beginning of every, every episode, yeah, but I'll do it again here. Santana's got it memorized. You can check us okay. out at... Uh, <laughs> dang it. Try that again, Santana. Uh, <laughs> at becomingadoctorpod.com. Also on Twitter at becomingadocpod. Also, also on Apple Podcasts. And on Spotify. Basically, the answer, Kayla, is you, it's hard to miss us. It, you know? Yeah. Now that we're no longer being shadow banned. I feel... B- <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, that's, that's a long, a long story. story. <laughs> Kayla, okay. Kayla, I feel bad for you because you're probably one of our only med school peers who hasn't listened to the podcast. You're like out of the loop so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really need to um, join your your following. Yeah, at the water cooler at at the VA on Monday, you're gonna be like, "Have you guys heard of this pod?" They're like, "Kayla, where you been?" <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'll probably be like writing it on the board, and everyone'll be like, "Oh, I'm already on." That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kayla, you're the best. Well, nice talking to you both. All uh. Tune in for some more future episodes. Great. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you later. All right. Bye. 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 The best. Oh, my gosh. Right? <sighs> the best. Truly. That's our best guest ever. Yeah. I would say that. Great success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so the value, right? Yeah, ten med students yes. who work longitudinally at the VA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's what it's the largest longitudinal program. So you have, like she's saying, you have ten new friends basically who you're going through third year with, and you can experience the highs and lows. You can have support from peers in your group. Mm-hmm. I'm so ex- I'm so happy for her. Yeah, that's such a cool thing. Uh, okay. Any thoughts? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not, of course no. not. No. I mean, I'm in such a good mood now. Yeah. Kayla, just I bright, know. brains up any day. No doubt about it. God, but I want a butter burger, though. That's the problem. <laughs> now you're jonesing for a little Culver's meal. so good. You know, unfortunately, Culver's is not like McDonald's. They're not open 24 hours. Culver's closes at 10 p.m. So you're out of luck, my friend. And Speedway closes at 10 p.m. What are you gonna? You might just starve tonight. God, dang! I got some purple carrots and vegan food for you. Come on, (laughs) come on, come on! All right, I am parched after that interview. Wow, listen to that. The best. All right, what's next? Next is everybody's favorite segment. What's it called? Kevin's Corner. <sighs> Let me pull up the sounder. <laughs> Hang on. I... <laughs> there you go. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kicking back out of my soundboard. Um, Kevin's Corner. All right, so here's the story. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Kevin's Corner. Um, here's the story on Kevin's Corner. Uh, my dad and his fiance finally got vaccinated. Two shots. Um, about two weeks ago, they had, they were, it was 10 days after their second vaccine, right? So very thankful. So then the week after that, my aunt and uncle also were 10 days after the vaccine. So that week, it was the week after Easter. So we decided to have a late Easter dinner, week late, right? Yep. Um, 
and you know, it's all the same, right? Uh, you know what I mean. I don't know what you <laughs> mean. I have no idea what you're referring so to. So it's let me set the scene for you. We're at the dining room table. My okay. dad, his fiance Suzanne. Oh, it's all the same as like from previous family gatherings. Is that what you're saying? No, I mean like you know, Easter could be any day. It doesn't really matter. Wow, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a hot take right there. <laughs> so we're at the d- dining room table. Okay. My dad, his fiance Suzanne, my aunt and uncle, my sister and brother-in-law, and their three kids. Mm-hmm. And my sister's family, every once in a while, maybe once or twice a week at dinner, says things that they're thankful for. Oh, that's nice. Like we did in our podcast. What do we like about med school? Yeah. And so we go around the room, and um, I say something dumb at the time. I can't think of anything good. And later on, I'm reflecting on it. And what I was thankful after that Easter dinner was that my family um, all took the pandemic seriously and kind of kind of you know bunkered down to avoid a getting covid b spreading covid mm-hmm. um and i know there's a lot of different opinions like right throughout the entire pandemic my mantra was that everyone has their own levels of fears and anxieties um you know and it's like hard to change in people's minds about it you know you kind of have to give people a lot of room but I was so proud of my family for, um, yeah, hunkering down. And, you know, my dad didn't die from COVID. His fiance didn't. My aunt and uncle didn't die, right? Mm-hmm. And that was what I'm really thankful for. And reflecting on it, uh, I could say the same thing about your immediate family, right? Your mom, um, your stepdad, and your brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They was what was your little brother running around or? Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, every, like, I think reflecting back on a year, that's what we all should be thankful for. That if 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 you have family members who took it or or friends, yeah, that took the pandemic seriously, hunkered down, and then kind of you know we hadn't had a family dinner like that in a year, right? And then we and we waited till my my sister. Her, my brother-in-law, my aunt and uncle, all of us mm-hmm. were vaccinated to, to gather around, right? Like we missed the Christmas dinner. We missed the Thanksgiving dinner. Yep. So I was really thankful for that. And, yeah. and you know, people died in COVID, right? What's right. the number up to? It's it's 600,000 or something like that? Or, I don't know. A shocking amount. It's a shocking amount. And, um, you know, that's a lucky thing. That's a, I'm thankful for it. That's what I was genuinely thankful for yeah, at for the sure. end of the dinner. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yep. just getting back to doing something total like you were saying, it's just the same, right? Yeah. Something totally normal. Just having a family dinner. That you haven't been able to do in a year. Exactly. And that's not true. We could have done it, right? Right. There's right. lots of families who had different levels of fear and anxiety mm-hmm. who did continue to get together. Right. And that's their own individual decisions. <laughs> But like they're also a product of their environment, right? When you're surrounded by maybe different type of news media or different uh, f- fake news, almost fake news, then you might be thinking you're making an educated decision and still meeting with your family and st- that kind of thing. Sure. So everyone's got their different takes, but I was happy. I was thankful for my family. I don't know. Do you feel the same? Have you have you reflected on that at all? Or uh, yeah, for sure. I mean. <laughs> You're basically saying that you're thankful that your family is alive. 
right? That I mean, honestly, yeah. When you break yeah. it down, I'm thankful that none of them died in the past year. Yeah, I mean, yes, I'm very thankful for that as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, most everyone I know um, and and am close to like did their best to try to keep up with, especially in the early days, like all the changing recommendations and doing their part um, and really kind of recognizing that, um, you know, it's not just about like your own health, but the health of the community as a whole. And really those people that are especially vulnerable, you know, old folks, sick folks. Right. Yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, Uh, I just looked it up. 566,000 deaths. In the United States. Jesus. Um, yeah. And that could have been avoided with different things, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But thankful that, you know, your The people in my life, yeah. Yep. Are not are not, are not among those. And I'm thankful for, for them and the, you know, them finding the right news sources and, and trusting the right people and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's Kevin's corner right there. How about that, huh? That's a great corner. Not complaining about AOA. Not complaining mm. about gold humanism. Mm-mm-mm. No. <laughs> but we we are staunchly anti anti AOA in this apartment. Yep. Pro vaccine in this apartment. Yes. Get your vaccines for sure. I know the J and J one is pulled off the shelf for right now. Yeah. But uh, there's the other two. There's the other two. They'll be widely available soon to, to most Americans. Yeah, get out there if you get a chance. Get that vaccine when you can. Get it. So that's Kevin's Corner right there. Right there. I love it. Okay. All right. One last segment. Uh, we do this one every week as well. It's time for the mailbag. Now, <clears throat> this is controversial. Too. I know I truncated the theme song. I cut it in half. Yeah, that was... You were ready to move out of this apartment. I was heated. <laughs> and I might go back to it. I like the truncated what? version. But... I will I will kill you. Last week you said, you know, my favorite is uh, The Count. Yeah. So do you want me to play my new mailbag song, or do you want me to go back to the OG Count? I want you to do... You're in charge of the mailbag music. <laughs> I'm in charge of the theme song. Let's just stay in our lanes. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in your lane, Kevin. <laughs> okay, well then, you know what? I'll put a smile on your face. Do you know why they call yes. me the Count? Because I love to count things. Oh, well, I am the mailman. Do you know why they call me the mailman? Because I have your mail here, huh? Wonderful. <laughs> that is one of the best ones, for sure. <laughs> Okay, so, <clears throat> you know, I'm always we're always throwing our emails out. KevinJGLGmail.com. Yeah, hit us up. Hit us up. We got an email this week. No way. And it's from a um, Mario S. No way. And it says, what up, scrubs? What? <laughs> Love the pod. Still getting caught up in episodes. Okay. Here's the question for the mailbag. All right. Has either of you ever intubated a patient? It seems scary and painful. Oh, so I'll let you go first. No, I have not. Never intubated a patient, Mario S. Um, they don't let us do that. For for the for the folks who don't know what intubation means, it um, is there is a device if somebody is not able to breathe on their own or not supporting oxygen, not oxygenating their blood. Mm-hmm. It's called what is it? An endotracheal tube. Yep. Um, it goes from the mouth 
into the trachea, right, into the airway, yes, through the vocal cords, uh-huh. and it allows um, physicians or whatever to, to deliver oxygen manually. You can bag, you can pump a bag, which is pumping oxygen, or, or you can s- set them up to a machine. Exactly. And then they're mechanically intubated. Yeah, for somebody who's not suppo- not uh, maintaining their airway. Not breathing on their own, basically. Yes. You can do it. Um, so, so the question was, have, have you ever intubated a patient? I think what he means, have you ever put that endotracheal tube inserted into their, yes. you know, and then started bag- bagging them or, or plugged them in? No, I have not. Uh, actually, I think some of our peers have had a chance to do it on their anesthesia rotations. Neither of us have done anesthesia rotations, but that's um, anesthesiologists are the ones that are the you know they're the, the most, experts. They're the experts in it, the most well versed in it. Uh, if you get a any type of major surgery where you have to be under general anesthesia, the anesthesia calls you to, is you to not be able to support your airway. So as part of the process of that sedation, they will place an endotracheal tube. Um, so some of our peers who have done anesthesia have placed yep. at least a couple. And you did one on uh, a cadaver, right? Uh, recently. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple months ago. Yep, as part of the EM rotation uh, at the U, they yeah they had that day where we practiced our skills and we all got to practice uh, placing uh, yeah placing an endotracheal tube. Um. It does seem scary, for sure. I get it, but um, when people are intubated, it's either they're they are um, sed- heavily sedated most of the time. Yes, and let yeah. If you're in the hospital, you are you are going to be heavily sedated when you're getting intubated. Right. I guess if you're intubated in the field, maybe not as much. I don't know the deets. Right. Um. Um. Yeah. So, but it, I I get how it's scary, but it's a lot less scary than not being able to breathe and like asphyxiating. Right. Right. Um, I have intubated. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> when? How does this never come up? Over at RPAP, right where anything goes in Waconia. <laughs> um, when I was doing my surgery rotation, uh, the legend. My, my our surgeon preceptor, yep. Dr. Elfman. My guy. That, that should be Kevin's corner. Put that on the schedule next week. Um, he was like, he's like, what are you doing? Go in there and intubate some people. Go talk to the anesthesiologist. That's awesome. So they'd be, like you're saying, they'd be um, highly anesthetized. What's the word? I would just say sedated. They it's were a lot easier. highly sedated, right? So they're down. They're down and out. Mm-hmm. And um, under that scenario, you have lots of, time and the anesthesiology nurse or physician are very patient mm-hmm. um and nowadays back in the day they would have uh you'd have to just kind of do it by your eye right you'd look down their their yep the mouth try to visualize the airway get the endotracheal tube but nowadays you've seen it right where they have the the endotracheal tube has a camera on it well the 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 like retractor blade the retractor the blade mouth. yep in some cases, so that's super easy. If yes, you can you can Way imagine easier. there's a camera visualizing exactly where the 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 airway is, exactly where the voice mm-hmm. box is, mm-hmm. and then all you have to do is put the endotracheal tube in there, and you can watch it like with a camera. So I did it twice, and it was like you know, easy as it comes. Yeah, with that, yeah, with the camera, much much easier for yep, sure. For sure. So um, and yeah, so it was it was a uh, it was a cool thing. 
but the people that do it uh you know they're trained to do it without the camera and they you know they they do this so much it's like a relatively straightforward procedure right they're pros they're pros at it for sure okay so the follow-up to this was uh, from mario s he came across a video um on youtube it's trending on youtube right now and it's uh an elegant solution to uh intubating and he said this might be hard to describe in the podcast but since i am the in charge of the mail segment as you are in charge of the theme song he came across a video <clears throat> it's called uh oh boy an elegant up. solution to intubating yeah yep you heard me uh it's called give me a second oh, Can, boy. let me stall can you stall for me i don't <laughs> uh. <sighs> a lot of preparation went into this oh boy okay can i guess what it is sure is it using like a device to go into the airway first? To no. Then put the tube over. Incorrect. Oh. So it's a um, robot, <clears throat> and this robot. Yikes. What? What do you? What's up? <laughs> is that? Does that make you nervous right away? Robot. Uh, robots. Tr- I'm triggered by robots. Um. So it's uh, it's called. <clears throat> Let me just clear my voice. Make sure I say this right. <laughs> Uh, Mario S came across a YouTube video. Yep, <laughs> it's yes, called an elegant solution <laughs> it's, to intubation. It's called the Vine Robot. Okay, and it's not like a normal robot, oh. um, where you think it's like on wheels walking around or whatever. A right? normal robot, right? Right. right so right. this robot is envision that like it grows like a vine. It grows from the end point, and it's uh. Basically, like one of those socks that just keeps on growing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, a sock that keeps on growing? Yeah, yeah. That's not a thing. A, a vine robot. Well, Mario S was right. This is impossible to describe on the, on the on the podcast. Are you trying to look it up right now? I'm looking it up. Stanford researchers develop a new type of soft growing robot. Okay, and uh, basically uh, a to, blah, 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 blah. The basic idea of this robot is straightforward. It's a tube of soft material folded in on itself, like an inside-out sock, that grows in one direction when the material at the th- of the front of the tube everts as the tube becomes inside-out. Hmm. So he came across this uh, uh, this robot that can basically go down somebody's airway, grow into it, and know exactly where to go. And... They've done some um, tests on it, and it can very, very quickly intubate a patient, this growing mm. robot. Interesting. Um, what do you think about that? I don't know, man. Uh, so the robot goes into the person's airway, yep. and then you put the ET tube through the robot? Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, sounds sounds pretty nifty. Watch this. I mean, the the... The issue is what makes intubations potentially tricky is that there's the airway and there's the esophagus right. are right next to each other. Right. And this uh, robot doesn't make that mistake. It goes down the trachea. How? Well, it's complicated, okay? I did a lot of research, but uh, it, they're patenting it right now, right? They're, they're going to try to make this into a patent for mm. endotrachea, uh, for, um, for... 
Intubation. Intuba- intubating patients. Interesting. Um, so I was thinking about this, right? The pros, mm-hmm. they can do it in a split second, no yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. But this this kind of robot would be good um, on the field, right? Like, you yeah. know, any mall that we go into right now has an AE, AED. Yeah. An automated electronic defibrillator is that what it stands for i think so right it's for if somebody goes into cardiac arrest and their their heart stops um you technically like any untrained person can open this up and it's like the most simple directions to get somebody's heart started Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. all automated this would be the idea that you could also have an intubation that is all automated it's a robot it does it all itself and then starts you know basically having somebody breathe when they can't breathe yeah pretty cool thing right yeah, cool idea for sure. So thanks for the idea, Mario S. Thanks, Mario S. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. The uh, uh, yep title of the email was Doc Pod. What's up, Scrubs? That's just so rude. <laughs> uh, cool. I'll have to look into that some more. I've yeah. never heard of that. Yeah, pretty interesting stuff. I tra- mean, robots tra- training on YouTube. They sketch me out a little bit. I don't know. I don't trust them. Yeah. Well, ever you seen know. Terminator? <laughs> yeah sarah o'connor is also you and sarah are worried about robots right now yeah and y'all you all should be too we start having robots uh you know intubate us suddenly it's judgment day in 2021 yeah (laughs) you blink (laughs) anyways that's the mailbag let me um let me play it what's up thanks for the mail yeah thanks for the mail let's play our outgoing song do you know why they call me the count because I love to count things. Oh, well, I am the mailman. Let's act this out Do you next know week. why they call me the mailman? I'll be the Because mailman. I have okay. your mail here, huh? Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> I got to work on it. Okay, I'll be both characters. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Stay in your lane. I'm in charge of the mailbag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, this was a great episode. Yeah, it really was. Shout out to Kayla. One of the best. Shout out to Kayla Murphy, friend of the pod officially. Friend of the pod. Yep. All right. So like we say every week, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Good night.